1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go! Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and he.
0: All right, week four is underway with a heck of a game. It was a long, long game. It was a brutal game at times with too many injuries, but it was certainly exciting. Philadelphia 34, Green Bay 27. Welcome to Friday's edition of Fantasy Football today, everybody. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, and Jamie Eisenberg. Uh, hey, real quick, Jordan Howard or Miles Sanders rest of the season?
2: Sanders. Bill Sanders.
0: Hmm. All right. All right. Quite a night for Jordan Howard. His second receiving touchdown of his career. And he was Ooh. only started in eight percent of leagues. Uh, good morning, guys. How you doing? Great, how are you? I'm good. Don't speak for me. Don't ever <laughs> speak for
3: me. Just I was kidding. speaking for you. I was speaking for myself. We're great.
0: Yeah, we're all we're all doing well. Um, Aaron Rodgers, according to the Elias Sports Bureau, uh, he entered last night's game 58-0-1 when leading by 10 or more points at any point in a home game. So that streak is over. Uh, it was it was a good game, and um, Devontae Adams leaving with the turf toe injury, that kind of sucks, but what were your overall takeaways? Dave, overall takeaways from Philadelphia Green Bay.
2: I, I think we learned a little bit about both teams and, and how the Packers, for whatever reason, they're just, I don't think it's fair to say that they're ready to commit to Aaron Jones as their lead back. It was a great opportunity after Jamal Williams got hurt to let him go They had a lead, and they didn't really feed him. And then when they needed points late in the fourth quarter, I think he only had one carry on the drive, and they leaned on Aaron Rodgers. And I think that that's fair to say, that if you've got Aaron Rodgers on your team, you're going to lean on him. And then you saw where he went with the football after Devontae Adams got hurt, and it was a lot of Jimmy Graham in the red zone. And I wonder if that's going to be something we continue to see if Devontae Adams misses a lot of time. I thought Geronimo Allison played well. And uh, I I thought Green Bay... The play-calling things that they did in the fourth quarter, I think that was kind of dumb. I think they should have run it a little bit more when they were in, at the one-yard line. And maybe they would have won yep. that game after all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, and and Rogers with a huge game, 53 pass attempts, 422 yards. He ended up with 31 fantasy points after not eclipsing 18 fantasy points and 6 point per passing touchdown leagues in any game. We also saw what this defense looks like when it doesn't have a pass rush, but I just thought that the offensive line for Philadelphia was so, so good. Uh, it, let's Jamie let's focus on the running backs is Aaron Jones just had his third game out of four with less than 40 rushing yards he did get six catches on the final two drives of the game that really butt yeah it did it did and he also had his third rushing touchdown in his last two games but um look, I I think you know maybe more than anyone else he has had just brutal matchups in terms of running backs including this game. totally
3: and 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 losing Belaga in the game did not help at all. The offensive line, you know, was a little suspect to begin with. And then, you know, he's arguably their best guy. Bakhtiari was battling a neck injury, so who knows how healthy he was. Uh, it's been ugly for Aaron Jones, let's face it. There's there's no way around it. Um, had Jamal Williams stayed healthy in that game, who knows, you know, how much playing time would have been because last week we saw it was 60-40 in favor of, of Jamal Williams, and hopefully he's okay. You know, that was a, a vicious hit, and, you know, um, you know, We'll see what happens with his status going forward. And I don't think they have an easy matchup next week. You know, Dallas's run defense is not easy. So, um, you know, this is not a uh, a good scenario for Aaron Jones. But I think the positive you take out of it is, like you said, the six catches. Yes, it saved him. Um, the fact that he's still finding the end zone, that's saving him. So he's not crushing you by still starting him. Um, and I think, you know, going into next week, I don't know who's on a bye exactly. I'm Dave, who's got the buys next week?
0: Oh, I know that. It's in and Miami. And my, yeah.
3: So I don't know what people are going to do so,
0: without you know, all those dolphins.
3: Yeah, going. I mean, you know, the, 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 the people starting Kalen Bellage are going to be screwed. Um, <laughs> I I think, you know, from uh, if Jamal Williams is healthy, you, you know, you, you may start to hear again, Matt LaFleur sharing the workload, you know, giving more touches to Williams. But at this point, it's hard to expect him to fully be out there uh, next week after what happened to
0: him. Yeah, absolutely. And look, if if you've struggled with your Packers, this was a pretty good game. I mean, Jones did reward you. He was started in 89% of leagues. He ended up with with good fantasy production. Uh, Devontae Adams, even though he left with the injury, he outgained the Eagles in the first half. He had eight catches for 158 yards at halftime. Rodgers could, you know, he'll be a top five quarterback this week, most likely, with 31 fantasy points. But they've got a tough game against Dallas next week, and then the schedule gets so easy, basically, until week 15. When the Vikings and the Bears show up in weeks 15 and 16. But I think, I personally think good times are ahead for the Packers unless Devontae Adams is out. And this could be really bad. You know, what do you, we don't know. It's turf toe. He's got a long week, obviously, to recover. They don't have their bye for a few weeks. Uh, what do you think the impact would be? Because we saw Aaron Rodgers without Jordy Nelson in 2015 or 16. He had a bad year. And uh, mm-hmm. for, by yep. his standards, anyway. You know, so what do you think the impact could be right now as we look at the value of the Packers?
2: That bye is week 11, by the way. So it's it's more than just a few weeks. It is it is a long ways away. Um, and, and I think you're just going to see a lot more of MVS getting targets. And he was third on the team in targets yesterday. And Geronimo Allison is going to get more. And he's been okay when it comes to being a touchdown or bus receiver scored in half of his games. And I think Jimmy Graham's gonna continue to get a lot of work. I think Aaron Rodgers likes what about Rodgers? size. And,
3: what, what about Rodgers? I mean it's a different, it's a different offense. You yeah, know, so he'll deal. still be he'll still be serviceable. I think, you know, the the one thing about this game which you know you, you got some clarity on is is this defense or maybe not some clarity, but you got you know had some uh some examples of is that is this defense really that good? Because they took advantage of Mitchell Trubisky, Kirk Cousins, and Joe Flacco for three straight games. And then they played an upgrade in offense and, and you see that the pass rush couldn't get to the quarterback and the run defense has continued to be awful. So yeah. with a run game that's struggling and a defense that may not be as good as advertised now, possibly it falls more on Rogers shoulders. And so, you know, he said this after the game, he's like, you know, they carried us, meaning the defense for three games and we didn't help them in regard to in a game where they weren't playing up to par. So, you know, I, I think there's an opportunity here for Rogers to still, be good. He won't be as good without Adams there if he misses any time, but I think you're still going to start him more times than not.
0: All right, Dave, let's focus on the Philadelphia Eagles now. Carson Wentz, they were obviously wanted to run the football And he had only 27 pass attempts. He did throw three touchdown passes, 160 yards, 25 fantasy points. Wentz was started in 58% of leagues. And then you've got Miles Sanders, 11 carries for 72 yards. Jordan Howard, 15 for 87 and 2, with three catches for 28 yards and a touchdown. Most catches since week two of last season. And like I said, his second receiving touchdown of his career. Um, And then, you know, Aguilar was terrible. 34% started, no catches. Jeffrey, 36% 36% started, was struggling, but he 3-for-38 in a touchdown. So, um, About that, yeah. And, and then another disappointing game for Ertz, I'd have to say, even though he led the team in receiving. Give me your thoughts on the Eagles, even though I just gave like a ton of thoughts, and I apologize for that. But now you are up, sir.
2: So I, I think that this game told us that they like Jordan Howard and they trust Jordan Howard more so than Miles Sanders and that Miles Sanders isn't making progress on being um, the lead back for them. And I believe the playing time was like 55-35 and then 10 for Sproles, something like that. So Jordan Howard got a lot of work and they used him in short yardage, but he was better than just a short yardage guy. He was making explosive plays all throughout the game. And they pulled Sanders after his first run. First play of the game was a run and and he had a hole and he missed it. And I wonder if there's just something that they're frustrated with in Sanders between the fumbling and, and missing opportunities to gain big yardage because he's he's got great lateral agility, but he's missing just having that vision to be the, the lead guy for them. Howard ended up having only the 800 total yard game for a running back in Philadelphia under Doug Peterson. Peterson came to be the head coach there in 2016. So three years, four games, only eight running backs have given you 100 total yards with the Eagles. Howard was dropped in a handful of leagues, and I think if you can pick him up, obviously you're going to make him a priority. I don't think it's going to be somebody that we talk about a lot during waiver wire week next week, but he's going to have a little bit of appeal because he's
3: got to be that guy for Philadelphia. It's an easy situation. Much easy situation, and then
2: some tough matchups after that. At Minnesota, at Dallas, at Buffalo, and then Chicago at home. So it could be short-lived with Jordan Howard, especially when you consider... The uh, the the running back usage in Philadelphia. If you have Jordan Howard, maybe you pair him with something on your bench and do a two for one deal for a team that's desperate for running back help.
0: So I think that for for Wentz, you know he gets the Jets next week, as Jamie mentioned, and then the next six weeks could be terrible at Minnesota, at Dallas, at Buffalo, Chicago, a bye, and New England. And you know are all six of those games going to be terrible? Probably not. Uh, the bye will be, but are all the other five going to be terrible? No, but it's not good. However, I thought, I thought last night was extremely encouraging because the offensive line was so dominant against a team that had come in with a great pass rush. They did not sack Carson Wentz once. They ran all over the place wherever they wanted. And, you know, it was a good sign. Plus, Carson Wentz, you know, he's, he's showing a little bit more mobility. So I guess yep. my last question is for Wentz and Ertz. Do they feel like league winners to you, Wentz and Ertz? And there's no doubt Ertz has been a bit of a bust so far.
3: Yeah, but I mean, he'll score touchdowns. That's not going to be the whole season where he doesn't go without finding the end zone. So hopefully they'll come in bunches and and you'll start to be rewarded. His PPR numbers have still been good. You know, it's just his non-PPR numbers have been frustrating. But this was the expectation, at least for me, that, you know, they have more guys to spread the ball around to. And they're doing this the last three games without Deshaun Jackson. So when he comes back, that's another mouth to feed. So it's, it's it's a bust so far. It may be a bust over the course of the season, depending on where you drafted him. But he's still going to finish among the top, probably six or seven tight ends. He's still going to have the chance to, you know, help you again in, in PPR, more so than non-PPR. And I, I'm going to guess by the end of the season, he still finishes with seven or eight touchdowns. So you'll be fine.
2: Uh, but what are you going to do? You're going to bench Zach
3: Ertz for Jason no. Witten or Vernon Davis? You no. know, but, 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 you but the, no the Darren Waller owner and that, that picked up uh, Waller and and had have, have Ertz. Uh, I think there's still going to be good moments for TJ Hawkinson. You know, you may have a decision. Okay. Um, Similar to this week, you're not gonna do it next week with Tyler Eifert, but you know, with a guy like Will Disley who's playing well and then gets a good matchup like the Cardinals, where two, three weeks from now, when the the schedule gets tougher for them, you may consider benching Ertz. Or what you might try and do is the minute he has a good game, trade him and see if you get something of a top twenty caliber player in return for somebody who still values Zach Ertz in that regard, which he really is. But well, I then, still think so the production
0: why don't you trade why don't you try to trade Darren you know, I don't know if it'll work. You trade Darren Waller, you trade Will Disley, you trade Greg Olson and get Zach Ertz. You would do that, right? I think you should. yeah, absolutely. Sure. I, I think the only yeah. tight end that I think, that was drafted I think it's safe after, to
2: call him a by low guy.
0: Yeah, right. The only tight end that was drafted after Ertz that you're probably taking ahead of him right now is Ingram, be my guess. That's, That's the only from, one from I would, the top five guys? From, from, from all from the guys. Anyone who was drafted after Ertz that you're taking ahead of Ertz now, has anyone other than yeah, Ingram I mean, moved ahead I, of him?
3: I mean, I, 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 you put George Kittle in the same category. They both yeah, were. I wasn't counting Kittle. In, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. uh, they're basically the same. But I mean, right. outside the big three. Like nobody's moved ahead of Earths, other than if Ingram has, which I imagine he has. um, He has. That's it, right? Like you still would take him over all the guys I mentioned, Disley and Olson and Waller and all that. Mm -hmm. All right, all right, guys. That's uh, that's gonna wrap it up for the Packers and the Eagles. We got the NFC home games today. I'll give you some stats that you need to know, but we have a new sponsor, baby, a food sponsor. you're gonna love you're gonna love this sponsor, okay? It's called ButcherBox. And if you go to Butcherbox.com slash FFT, guys, go there right now. Butcherbox.com slash FFT. Or go to butcherbox.com and enter the promo code FFT. Get a special offer. I'll tell you about it in a second. But I got my ButcherBox delivery a couple weeks ago and it was like, whoa. It's like a supermarket was delivered to my house. A massive box of amazing food, high quality, humanely raised meat. All right, free range or free range organic chicken. Grass-fed beef, uh, heritage-breed pork, wild-caught Alaskan salmon. It tastes so much better than what I've been getting at the grocery store. And it's hard to find that kind of stuff at the grocery store. So that's why you need ButcherBox. Because ButcherBox believes that everyone deserves high-quality, humanely-sourced meat. And you can get it delivered right to your door. All of the meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones. Very important stuff right now, okay? I'm health-conscious. This is exactly the kind of meat that I've been looking for. Each box has nine to eleven pounds of meat, enough for twenty-four individual meals. Pack fresh, ship frozen, vacuum sealed, so it stays that way. You can customize it any way you want on the website, or you can get, you know, what they want to give you, whatever you want to do. So go to butcherbox.com. Here's the offer: new members get ground beef for life. Two pounds of ground beef in every box for the life of your subscription, plus twenty bucks off your first box. Go to butcherbox.com/fft. Or enter promo code FFT at checkout. That's butcherbox.com slash FFT or enter promo code FFT at checkout. All right, some stats for today's games that we're previewing. The Titans are at the Falcons. They've allowed a touchdown to a tight end in all three games, but no more than 37 yards to a tight end. But Hooper could be in play. A running back has had 55 or more receiving yards in all three games against Detroit. How about that? They've been terrible against pass-catching running backs, and they get Kansas City this week. Uh, This one's pretty cool, guys. Tampa Bay is allowing the fewest fantasy points to running backs. And Vita Vea has been a big part of that. He practiced on Thursday. He's dealing with a bit of a a groin injury. But who's nervous about Todd Gurley this week against the best fantasy run defense in the league so far? Tampa Bay, what? I I don't know why that's a
2: cool stat. You said that that was a cool stat.
0: Because they were such a bad defense last year. I think it's very cool that they... With with basically okay. yeah I mean with cool. the it's they've also also so
3: cool for Gurley they've also played two games where the starting running back hasn't finished
0: Yeah, they've also played Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley and Barkley had I think eight carries for ten yards and they limited uh, McCaffrey but, but he didn't finish the game all right but they have and, legitimately and, been a, a and very Perry good Kevin
3: Coleman group. didn't finish the game they, they have been, been a good run defense but just, just take that into account
0: look at the yeah look at what the other Niners running backs have done this season though so I I think I think it's oh think they've, it's been good. they've been good they've been good.
2: It, yeah. It's nice to see it because that's a defense that looked good on paper and they're they're playing well, so Todd Bowles has done a good job there. I I just wonder if the Rams are ready to start giving Gurley more opportunities to take off the training wheels and if this could be a game where it's high-scoring, or not high-scoring, but Rams with a 10-point lead in the third quarter, that they, they give Gurley more work. It, this isn't enough to sit Gurley. He's still a number two running back for me, but it's... I wonder if this could be one of his better games of the year, despite the matchup.
0: Didn't love the running back slate for DFS, you know? Like, no. You don't have Barkley. You don't have Zeke if you're playing the main slate because he's on Sunday night. Um, or, Camaro. Or, or Right, or Kamara, thank you. McCaffrey's obviously going to be popular. Eckler's going to be popular. But Dalvin Cook, he's amazing. He has a very tough matchup. Gurley, seems like he has a tough matchup. All right, anyway, we'll talk about that at another time. Join our FanDuel contest, fanduel.com slash league Slash /FFT Um let's do some news and notes. Case Keenum is expected to play and he's close to a top 12 quarterback. We'll preview that game at the Giants. Here's what the Chargers said about Melvin Gordon. Here's what Anthony Lynn said. First of all, they have a 2-week roster exemption for Melvin Gordon. So maybe that means they don't rush him back in week 5. Doesn't necessarily mean that, but they have a 2-week roster exemption where he won't count to their roster number. But here's what Lynn said. Quote, "No doubt, no doubt. He's our starter. He was our starter for a reason. We'll use him just like we used him before, no different. The thing he did was score touchdowns. I believe playmakers put the ball in the end zone somehow, some way. He's always been able to do that. And then Lynn continued, and he said, I like the way Austin and Justin have been working. They did a heck of a job, and both proved they could play in this league. They will still have a major role in the offense, don't get me wrong, but as soon as Melvin's ready, he'll go back to being number one. What did you guys make of that?
2: I think they go right back to what they were last year, which is the number two running back gets 10 touches per game and the number one running back gets all the rest. And Gordon is clearly going to be that number one guy, provided that he's healthy and in good shape and all that
0: stuff. All right, Cincinnati offensive tackle. This is, this is your last
2: chance to trade for Melvin Gordon without him being a no-doubt-about-it number one fantasy running back. Like you can, If you're desperate for a running back, you can trade for him relatively cheap to what his value could be Two weeks from now.
0: Okay, now, Cincinnati offensive tackle Cordy Glenn was limited in practice. Rashad Penny was limited. Do you expect these guys, Rashad Penny?
2: No. Not as of now.
0: Justin Jackson?
2: Yes. As of now, yeah.
0: Ido Smith? No. Damian Williams? No. Devin Singletary, who returned to practice?
2: Yes. He might play. You shouldn't start him.
0: Or Gore, right? Right. Terry McLaurin? Limited.
2: Yes. T.Y. Hilton. Jay Gruden didn't sound upset or didn't sound that concerned about McLaurin.
0: Good. McLovin. uh, uh, T.Y. Hilton, mispractice. Not now. I don't think he's going to play. Mike Williams at Miami. Yes. Chris Godwin at the Rams.
2: Yes. As of now, yes. If he doesn't practice Friday, obviously that's bad.
0: Delaney Walker at Atlanta.
2: He's mispracticed two days this week with a knee, right? Yes, I expect him to play. We got him ranked for now.
0: All right, Delaney Walker. Vance McDonald? No. No. I do have to bring this up because he's still owned in like 66% of leagues. Antonio Brown seems to want to play again this season, guys. Do you think Antonio Brown's worth stashing? No. no. Uh, Carolina linebacker Bruce Irvin is going to make his debut this week at Houston. Jalen Ramsey still wants to be traded. We previewed that game yesterday. It still doesn't seem like he's going to play this week. Where are you going to finish with Emmanuel Sanders in your rankings if if uh, Jalen Ramsey's out?
3: Both he and Cortland Sutton are uh, number three receivers. Flex City.
0: Do you expect the following players? Royce Freeman against Jacksonville.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Rex Burkhead at Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Calvin Ridley against Tennessee. Mm hmm. <laughs> Mark Andrews against Cleveland.
3: Yes. Mm hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Greg Olson mm-hmm. at Houston. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, we have a mailbag coming up that you'll hear on Saturday, Ben Gretsch uh we have a special guest coming on today. We're going to do a lot of fantasy regulators. We've got our Facebook group and I do a group chat after HQ. We do HQ noon to 1 Eastern on Friday. Um I'm on that one with Dave and Jamie. And then after HQ, I do a group chat for about 20 minutes on Facebook. I answer your starter sit questions and we have a giveaway if you want a t-shirt, which player do you hold a grudge against? Go join the Facebook group. Get on there. Ion Fantasy Football, our Saturday night radio show. You know about that. Ten to midnight Eastern on Saturday on CBS Sports Radio, Sirius Channel two oh six. And I do want to read one email, guys, before we get really deep into the starter sit. It's from Jared. Where's Jared from, Dave?
2: Jared is from Salt Lake City, Utah.
0: I know the obvious questions have been what to do with Eckler in redraft leagues, but in our dynasty league that we started this year, I own Austin Eckler. I'm wary of trading him because I'm assuming Gordon does not re-sign with the Chargers. What should I do with Austin Eckler? What is his dynasty value?
2: You're smart. You shouldn't trade him away. You shouldn't give him away because he's got a chance to be the lead back for the Chargers in 2020.
0: Do you think that they... If if Gordon doesn't come back, do you think that they're just going to turn it over to Eckler and Jackson or add someone? They'll add someone. Someone significant, though, not like a fifth-round pick. you know.
2: I would imagine they would draft someone. If they, if they spend significant draft capital, then that would obviously be very bad for Eckler. If it's just yeah. a guy in round th- four later, then I, I think Eckler can still have that job. He's in a contract year himself. I believe he's going to be a restricted free agent after this year, so he's probably got one more year with the Chargers before he can get paid himself.
0: All right. So, guys, listen, we we talk a lot about starter sit. And um, we use, oh, sit this guy, sit this guy. But some some owners play in deep leagues, and they have to start players they don't want to start. So let's get some week four sleepers at each position. Are you ready, Dave and Jamie? Yes. Okay. Quarterback. Give me some quarterback sleepers.
2: I'll start with Daniel Jones of Adam Azer's New York Giants. Love the way he played last week. I think he's going to continue to play well. I think the Giants coaches want him to play a lot I think they want to run the offense through him I think they're excited about him and who can blame them Redskins playing on the road after playing on Monday night that is a recipe for disaster and they've allowed three touchdowns through the air to every opponent they've faced so far including trubisky last week so Daniel Jones to me is someone who could be started top 12 top 10 however you have it but is a starting fantasy quarterback this week
0: uh yeah um and he's like 90 something percent on but I guess I meant, I guess I meant like even deeper. Like a quarterback. Case Keenum. Case oh, Keenum is okay. somebody
3: you can go with this week as a sleeper for his matchup against yep. the Giants. And hopefully he's able to A start, B, finish the game, because I wonder if he struggles early if they decide to pull him for either McCoy or Haskins. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think the matchup is uh is fantastic. He's been playing very well. Um I I know this sounds bad now but I would have started him over Wentz and I would start him over Tom Brady I just think there's more upside for what his situation is if in fact again he does finish because the Giants defense is so bad
2: how many games this year does Keenum have over 25 fantasy points uh one One, okay so
3: he can still finish
2: ahead of Wentz just because
3: oh I'm not saying he can't but you know Wentz. Wentz I I I don't
2: I don't think it's obvious that that was a bad call and I think he could possibly match him if he can just keep the turnovers down, that's an issue foot, with him.
0: The foot is, is bugging me out, though. You know, like.
2: Well, but he practiced uh, yeah, in full he practiced on, Thursday, on Thursday, so I don't All think right. it,
0: it
3: should bug you out. And then, what about your guy Kyle Allen? Uh, yeah, but he wants one. So. Okay.
0: No, no, whatever. Like, it, it, you know, just.
3: Oh, I think Kyle Allen's in the same spot. You okay, know, good. I'm uh, starting he, him in a league. So. <laughs> good. Yeah, I'm starting him several leagues. I I think there's um, uh. You know, a Houston defense that hasn't exactly played great. You know, their one good game has been against Gardner Minshew. And if he, you know, converts toward the end of the game, you know, his fantasy production looks better. He had 17 points against them. So um, I I think he'll still be able to make some plays. I like the scenario of the weapons that he has and the offense that he plays in. And I think you'll see him be in that 20 to 25 point range as well. All
0: right, guys, let's uh, pick it up here for the running backs. Who are some running back sleepers, guys, that you could see having a good game?
2: What's Daryl Williams' ownership percentage? Is it low enough for you to be considered I, I would like. I would
0: like to see if we can get some guys that we like haven't really talked about all week.
3: Justin Jackson is in a great spot because of the game against Miami as the backup guy there. We saw last week what the scenario could be with Tony Pollard and garbage time. And I think this is a game where Eckler will get his numbers just because the Dolphins are so bad. But I think Jackson, he has yet to have a double-digit carry game. I think that could happen this week. You know, this is the the one time that the Chargers can actually feature him without having an injury where they need him. So I think Jackson, if you give him 10 or 15 carries, I don't think he's going to get much more than that. 15 would be a surprise, but you know, 10 to 12, he's averaging nearly eight yards per carry. You know, so against a Miami defense that has been so bad, I think this is a good spot for him. In that same game, I think you can maybe look at Kenyon Drake in PPR. You know, the the situation we saw last week where he had a season high 12 carries, he has six targets each of his first each of his last two games. So they're giving him the chance to touch the ball potentially 15 times. And I think that's a scenario against the Chargers team, which I do think is going to be competitive. You know, they were competitive against Dallas in the first half. You know, the game was 10-6. If Preston Williams catches the touchdown, they don't fumble at the end of the first half. Maybe it's a different story. But, um, you know, Drake, I know his ownership is high, but his start percentage is low. In PPR, I think he's not a bad flex option if you're completely desperate.
2: So Daryl Williams is still available in 40% of CBS Sports Leagues. He's going to be the number two running back in Kansas City so long as uh Damian Williams doesn't play. And LeSean McCoy, 31 years old, ankle injury, not guaranteed to make it through the whole game. And he, I don't have the exact numbers, but he was close to splitting snaps 50-50 with mm. LaShawn McCoy now, so, when they were well, both on the field last week.
0: Uh, so I did a snap breakdown there. And For the he, first three he quarters? How did it come out? He all of his carries after LeSean McCoy came out of the game. He did right, have some so catches. That's true. But he was okay. pretty uninvolved in the running in the running game until the fourth quarter um and it was kind snap of snap
2: usage though do you have the snaps no i don't have the snaps i just doesn't even cares. matter i guess it doesn't matter
0: all right okay. so justin jackson but no i look i agree and he is only 60 percent on and i think i am in a 14 team ppr league i think i am starting darrell williams because like i said that the lions have been terrible against pass catching running backs and i think mccoy and williams will, will probably both be used in that role a little bit at least i totally hope. agree yep uh justin jackson kenyon drake and darrell williams at running back daniel jones case keenum kyle allen some sleepers at quarterback uh, I think, the, are there sleepers in the Giants-Redskins game at wide receiver? I'm, I mean, really yes, deep yeah. here. Paul
3: Richardson and, and Paul Richardson and Darius Slayton, right. for sure. That's you know, exactly. Richardson has scored now in each of the last two games, and his targets were certainly up last week when they were chasing points. It's a great matchup. You know, he had nine targets against the Bears, had eight catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown. And then Slayton, this is probably the last time he has a chance to potentially be featured, and I don't think he's going to have, you know, to targets in the game, but with Golden Tate coming back, he goes from potentially the second receiver. You know, they're dealing with some injuries. Uh, They just put Russell Shepard on IR. Um, But Slayton last week made his NFL debut. Three catches, 82 yards on five targets. He's somebody you can look at if you want some other guys in different games. I think Paris Campbell is worth a shot in deeper leagues just because of the T.Y. Hilton injury. You have Deion Kane, Zach Paschal, Jester Rogers, but You know, if you're just talking about who has the highest ceiling, I think it's Campbell, just based on his role. We saw Deontay Johnson get a bigger role last week. He came away with three catches, 52 yards, and a touchdown in a matchup against the Bengals. They've already allowed four receivers to score at least 12 PPR points this season. (laughs) And then I think the same, you know, like um, with Kenya Drake, Preston Williams, he's now seen his targets continue to rise. He scored at least 10 PPR points in three straight games. They're going to be chasing points. Rosen featured him a little bit last week, so it was a good situation for Preston Williams. I know Albert Wilson expected to return but I still think Preston Williams probably has a little bit of a safer floor and maybe a higher ceiling than Wilson right now just because Wilson has that calf injury.
2: Don't you think that he's got the potential to get great numbers one of these weeks because he's getting so much targets here? If he scored last week, it's a great game. I I wonder what his air yards are because he got so many targets last week. I'll give you one more. Adam Humphreys with the Titans. It's always scary to trust the Titans receiver, but he got a lot of targets last week. He was their slot guy. The Falcons are going to move their slot corner to safety to replace Keanu Neal. They're going to start a rookie at slot corner. And I think the Titans can attack there. He's available at him in 94% of leagues. I think he's got 15 PPR point potential and you can just pluck him off waivers, start him right away.
0: Yeah. And he was a guy that they talked about getting more involved before week three and they got him more involved. All right. Finally, tight end sleepers. Dave, who do you got?
2: Uh, It's not going to be pretty. Um, you can start with Jason Witten, Vernon Davis, I I guess Dawson Knox. I know he caught a touchdown last week Been playing a lot for Buffalo. Um, Patriots probably won't have that hard of a time starting him. One guy that's got a good matchup is Gerald Everett against Tampa Bay. The Bucks have allowed some pretty big numbers to tight ends. And it's typically been the receiver ish tight ends that have put up numbers against them. And he, he profiles as that more so than Tyler Higbee, but you're taking a chance on him. Same thing with guys like James O'Shaughnessy. Uh, Jack Doyle is probably the safest of the bunch in PPR. He could catch four passes for 40 yards and give you something uh, in PPR leagues at tight end.
0: All right, I'm giving you one minute for this segment. Start, sit, or flex at best. Jared Cook against Dallas. Oh, cut. Yeah, he's way too owned. Uh, Jason Witten at New Orleans.
2: Start if you have to.
0: Teddy Bridgewater against Dallas. That's it. Daniel Jones, Case Keenum, their starts. Uh, not not in uh, not across the board, but you can start him. Wayne Gallman against Washington.
3: Start.
2: start in PPR flex at best and none.
0: Adrian Peterson at the Giants.
2: Sit. Flex at best and non PPR sit in PPR.
0: Chris Thompson.
3: Must start in PPR.
0: I. Uh, He's
2: close enough to a must start to say he's a must start in PPR. I think he's a sit in non PPR.
0: Yeah, he is the number thirty three running back in non PPR, right around there, and number twenty in PPR. So, so if far, you tell
3: season. me he's that good in non PPR, then he's a flex for this week.
0: I think I think Washington's got enough guys <laughs>
2: to throw to and downfield matchups to exploit. I'm 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 a little worried about the usage. His target share has gone down three
0: straight games. Yeah, I'd rather a, start a wide receiver. Thompson. Uh, Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard. Start. start. Terry McLaurin. Mustard. Mustard. Chris Carson at Arizona. Must start. Start him. Christian Kirk against Seattle.
2: Must, Must start startin- in PPR. Yep. D-K- Flex the best and non.
0: DK Metcalf at Arizona.
2: Flex. Flex Aru.
0: Flex Aru. All right, we got beat the waiver wire. I have to uh, announce a bonanza at some point don't know what it's going to be. No, I don't have it yet. It's just going to come to me organically. Um,
3: well, you forgot last week.
0: I did forget, but I'm not going to forget this week. I do know the six teams that I can't use, though, so it's it's getting tricky. Uh, listen, you ever feel that ticketing websites make getting to the event difficult on purpose? They just don't care about the customer experience. SeatGeek cares, though. And if you go to the App Store and you see the reviews, over 50,000 five-star reviews for SeatGeek. So what you're going to do, Next time you need to go to an event, you're going to download the SeatGeek app or you're going to go to SeatGeek.com. You're going to look for the event. It's going to pull in millions of tickets. It's going to pull in all the tickets. Not millions of tickets for one event, of course, but pull in all the tickets that you need to see. Find the best values. You're going to buy the tickets on SeatGeek, and then you're going to save 10 bucks by using the promo code FFT. And you're going to use that 10 bucks to buy a hot dog and a soda. That'll get you like half of that, by the way, at the concession stand. But... SeatGeek is awesome. It is the best way to get tickets. I use it all the time. Download the app and use the promo code FFT. And something very important, SeatGeek, every purchase is guaranteed on SeatGeek. You can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence, all right? This is a really terrific website and app. So download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FFT and get $10 off your first purchase. Promo code FFT on SeatGeek. Let's beat the waiver wire. Detroit and Miami are on by next week. Quarterbacks you might be looking at: uh, Andy Dalton against Arizona, Sam Darnold at Philadelphia. Remember that's
3: that's Patrick Peterson's return though. No, I no.
0: thought Peterson was gone six, six games. games. Oh, six weeks. Six right. games, I'm sorry, yeah. six weeks. Yep. Um Jimmy Garoppolo against Cleveland. Teddy Bridgewater against Tampa Bay. Ownership percentages vary here, but I think Dalton's pretty pretty sexy against mm. Arizona. Um, maybe AJ Green's back. Maybe that'd be wonderful. Running maybe Kyler Murray
2: is one to go with. He's not on the waiver wire yet.
0: T- he's not yet. No, he's like ninety percent owned. Unfortunately, Tevin yeah. Coleman's that could only seventy. 70- yeah, but we're beating the waiver wire, Dave. You know, Tevin I- I Coleman. It. I get it. I- Tevin Coleman is seventy-eight percent owned. So you know that's a little surprising to me. He's in his bye. Now's the time to get Tevin Coleman. Could be back next week against Cleveland. Ronald Jones is 62% owned. See what happens. Maybe he has, has another big game. He's got a homecoming game in his old college stadium this week. Uh, Rykwell Armstead, Jamie mentioned it yesterday. They might get him a little bit more involved. People have been asking about Jay Ajayi. Do you think Jay Ajayi is worth picking up?
3: Deep, 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 <laughs> deep, 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 All so right. Like 50 bench spot.
0: Uh, Jamison Crowder, Robbie Anderson. Are you interested in them? Jamison Crowder played one game with Sam Darnold and he had 17 targets.
2: Would love to stash them. But I I get why people cut them. Yeah, me too. And I don't know if their priority beat the waiver wire guys, but Crowder, especially in PPR, has
0: appeal. I got uh, Deontay Johnson as a potential stash. Debo Samuel still. Um, Kyle Rudolph at, at the Giants. Golden I don't Tate's ag- a great one. Oh, Golden Tate, yeah. I don't agree with Kyle Rudolph, but I just want to put it out there because he is playing the Giants. And uh, Tyler Eifert. You know, keep an, an eye Arizona. on Irv Smith. Tyler, I- Tyler Eifert, exactly. Irv Smith. You keep right. an eye on why- Irv Smith
2: in that offense, by the way.
0: Right. That's why I didn't really like uh, Rudolph much. Anybody else who beat the waiver wire, guys? Hmm. Okay, great. <laughs>
3: I mean, any, I, if you want to take a chance on any of the Colts guys, depending on how long this absence could be for T.Y. Hilton.
0: Sure. Next week, the Colts have Oakland. At, at Kansas City. Oh, no, that's this no, week. they play Oakland that's this whist- week. That's what's Big damn. Oh, that Kansas City? Then they're City? at Kansas even, City and then a bye. Better. How about that? Not even better, but still good.
3: And Darrell Williams, just because we don't know how long is going to go. Yep,
0: 60% up. All right, I can't use Houston, New Orleans, Kansas City, Oakland, Tampa Bay, or the Giants. Today's
2: bonanza. Did
0: you Giants? Last week, did
2: you use the Giants last week? Giants Giants last week.
0: I am going to go didn't with. Did you really use it last week, though. What? I did. You didn't use them I last did. week. Shh, shh, shh. I am going to go with Seattle and Arizona. This week's bonanza. Bonanza! All right, Seattle and Arizona. It's time now for our head and shoulders segment offense versus defense. Two good defenses go head to head. How many players do you feel comfortable starting in the Minnesota-Chicago game? That is our head and shoulders question right now. How many players do you feel comfortable starting in the Minnesota-Chicago game?
2: I think I'm at two where I feel comfortable. And those two are Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen.
0: Okay. Thank you. All right. I want to bring something up. This is the first game we're going we're gonna to visit. But, Jamie, you, you answer the question, too, if you wouldn't mind. How many players do you feel comfortable starting?
3: Same, too. Yeah. And the two DSTs.
0: Dalvin Cook had two awful games against the Bears last, last year. But it's a new year. It's a new Cook. And you're, of course, starting him. So that's Head & Shoulders. Great offense for your hair and defense for a flake-free scalp. Go visit headandshoulders.com slash NFL for more. Now, as we look at this game... This, I thought, was fascinating. How much is Kirk Cousins going to throw? Well, the Bears, believe it or not, have seen through three games the fourth most pass attempts in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And last year they saw the fourth most pass attempts in the NFL. And Kirk Cousins threw 46 passes in one game, a 25-20 loss. And then he threw 33 passes in only like 23 minutes or something like that of of possession um, in the second game. So this might actually be a game where Kirk Cousins has to throw more than we think. And if that's the case, what would that mean to you?
3: I don't see it happening at all.
0: I
2: could see it happening, but I don't think it's going to be as high as 46 passes.
3: That's not the way they want to operate. I don't right. think that the Bears offense to. is going to put up points like that. So right. I think there's going to be a low scoring affair where they're fine settling for field goals and uh, trying to control field position and and if you get points for punting, this is a game that but, you want to get those points.
0: What I'm saying is the last, the two games they played last week, they combined for 30 points in Minnesota. They scored 20 points and 10 points. They were low scoring, and Minnesota was. And Cousins still threw a lot because you cannot run on the Bears, but, but I, I, it, they probably will be it, able to this year, more so than it's last It's a
3: different year. offense. It's a it's a different philosophy. And so I don't think they want to say Kirk Cousins go out and throw the
0: ball against this team. Oh, nobody wants no. to do that. It's that's, that, But the Bears forced sure you to do that. But and, right, and they enough. won't
2: do that, and they won't do that if Dalvin Cook has success earlier. If the defense gets some turnovers of Mitchell Trubisky early, I bet by halftime Kirk Cousins has less than fifteen pass attempts. But if they're if they're trailing in the second half, and I think that there's a pretty good chance that they will, because I really buy into this Bears defense, and I think their pass rush could really make it hard on Cousins. We will see him throw a little bit more in the second half, and it would not surprise me if he finished. I'll say 33 pass attempts in the game. Yeah. Now, does that mean that that Stefan Diggs is going to be just fine and you should start him with confidence? Definitely not. Does it mean that Adam Thielen is going to get double-digit targets? You know, maybe. But on on top of leaning on Dalvin Cook more, they're certainly spreading targets around to other guys that we used to not see. Like you last year, it was pretty much Thielen, Diggs. That's who Cousins threw to. A little bit to Kyle Rudolph every now and then. A little bit to the running backs. Now we're seeing Irv Smith involved. Cook is more involved. Uh, Chad Beebe got hurt last week, but he would get a couple extra targets. We'll see how they replace him. I, I think you're right, Adam. I think that there is a chance that Cousins does have a decent amount of pass attempts, but point is that I don't know it if they'll be any better because of it. Right? I'll take the under.
0: Right. All right. All right. Either way, look, I know we're not starting Cousins. I just want to bring that up. I know we're not starting Trubisky in this game. Um, let's just finish with the Vikings here. I'm going to give you four wide receivers that you either drafted late or picked up off waivers, and tell me how many of them you would start over Adam Thielen. They are Sammy Watkins, Marquise Brown, Sterling Shepard, and Terry McLaurin.
3: All four.
2: I've got Thielen and PPR ranked ahead of Watkins, Shepard, and McLaurin.
0: But not Marquise And probably Brown. the
2: four. No, ahead of him, too. Okay. Because I think it makes sense. if, if For whatever if, for whatever reason, if the Vikings can't run the football as effectively as they like, the first guy that's going to see an uptick is going to be Thielen.
0: Does it matter to you that Stefan Diggs had two big games against this Bears defense last year? He's had a touchdown had a great track in six of him. his last seven against
3: this. He also team. had a great track record against the Packers, and he scored against them. But that was it.
2: But that's the minimum. Right. He didn't even get you 10 fantasy points and none.
0: All right. Contrarian and Well, he just because he I'll fumbled. Say that. Uh, we go to the Bears now. And no Trubisky, but what about any of the running backs?
3: Montgomery's still the best one, and he's a flex. He's better in non-PPR than PPR. I, I kind of
2: have a feeling that he has a good game. Like, Nagy took his offensive line to task on Monday, and he said that they could play a little bit better. I wonder if they step it up, and, and they kind of realize again. Like, I feel like they're reactionary with how they've used their running backs. Week one, they barely did it. Week two, David Montgomery is getting a ton of usage. Week three, they don't use Montgomery until the final two drives of the game. He had half of his touches, and they make up for it in week four, and they give him a lot of work. So I I have this strange optimism about Montgomery, but I I can't find it in myself to rank that way. Like I almost feel like he's going to be an unpopular DFS play, but he'll come through.
0: Montgomery or Diggs, who's a better flex?
2: Montgomery. Montgomery, is.
0: Uh, Tariq Cohen. I might change
2: my mind. I might move
0: Montgomery up. I might ride my emotion here. All right. T- Tariq Cohen or Stefan Diggs?
3: Uh, Diggs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to make that decision in one league as a flex, <laughs> and I, I hate it. I'm going to go with Cohen right now.
0: All right. All right. Yeah, I, I think Minnesota has a good run defense, but not an elite run defense. That's my opinion. That's what we saw last well, year. we saw and The, so pack, far the this Packers year. ran on them, Packers ran all over them, and Minnesota is not as good on the road. So um, it's just, regardless of the matchup, it's hard to trust the Bears running back right now. How about Alan Robinson? We're not going to start Taylor Gabriel, but Minnesota has allowed 100 yards or a touchdown to six wide receivers in three games. Mostly touchdowns. Only Devontae Adams has had more than 64 yards, but that's a lot of touchdowns they've given up. Um, and uh, would you start Allen Robinson? Would you consider it?
3: No, he's played against Xavier Rhodes twice and has been miserable both games.
0: Okay, great. <laughs> you can start the DSTs. It's, it's, he's
3: just—he's the type of receiver that needs to have, you know, um, he, he's good at contested catches, and that's where Rhodes kind of excels, is negating those kind of receivers.
0: Start the DSTs, but we like the Bears better than the Vikings. We got uh, six more games. Tennessee-Atlanta is next. We're going to take a quick break here on Fantasy Football today. When we come back, we'll talk about the Titans and the Falcons, and also the video portion. You'll see just the slate. For uh, the remainder of the show, thank you to our video crew for getting us up and running today, and we'll be right back on FFT. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Tennessee is at Atlanta. Shocking stat of the game. So far, no running back has more than 26 receiving yards against Atlanta. That's what they're known for. They are terrible against pass-catching running backs. Not yet. The other stat of the game is this. The Titans have allowed a touchdown to a tight end in all three games they've Played, not a lot of yards, but a touchdown and
1: Stop playing with yourself, Hooper.
0: Yeah, we will be playing Austin Hooper this week. Um
3: They were great against tight ends last year too. They were second in terms of the fewest fancy points allowed to the position. Here's the thing I about... want you guys to remember
2: that stat when we get to uh Devontae Freeman.
0: Okay. The thing about the Titans defense is that last year they ranked pretty well. And then like you see them on Thursday night against the Jaguars. I just don't think they're very good. I don't think they can stop a good offense. They just had such an easy schedule last year. Uh, So do you think the Falcons basically do what they want in this game?
2: Um, I I don't know about all the Falcons doing what they want, but I think that there's obviously great opportunity for Julio Jones. I think Calvin Ridley, if he's healthy, can bounce back. I agree with the Hooper sentiment. I I would be concerned about Devontae Freeman.
0: Okay, how come?
2: Just because I don't think he's looked that great. He has yet to score a touchdown. The Falcons are one of four teams that haven't scored a rushing touchdown yet. The Titans have only allowed one rushing touchdown. Bonus points if you can tell me who scored it. Jordan Wilkins. No. Jamie, you got a
3: guess? Mm. Oh, It was a Hilliard. Week
0: it one. was. Ah.
2: Dontrell Hilliard, week one. Should have got that. I think, the job done. I, think
3: I agree with you. The matchup's tough. But I thought Freeman looked much better last week. And Edo and Smith being out is definitely going to help him. So I think he's trending in the right direction. Hopefully, he still continues to play well. I still like his involvement in the passing game. So I think Freeman still worth starting as a number two running back this week, especially given the guys who are missing and some of the matchups. But it's not an easy situation for him against the Titans, even at home.
2: Here, here's where I was going with that. Is this a make-or-break game for Freeman?
3: No. For
2: fantasy, I'm saying. No. Not for the Falcons. No. The Falcons have no choice.
0: No. Yeah, no. I mean, they, if they have no choice, then I, I'm still going to ride with him. He got Freeman got a lot of work last week. I but I do think if he struggles again, then then Edo Smith comes back at some point, and it could be really annoying for Devontae Freeman. It could be like two years ago when every time he had less than twelve carries, he wasn't good.
2: And they're at Houston in Week Five, at Arizona in Week Six, Rams in Week Seven, Seattle in Week Eight.
0: Not bad. That's not that bad of a schedule. Um, I think I think it's not bad for the passing game. No, I don't know
2: how good it is for Freeman.
0: Well, you look at like the Rams. Rams are much better against the pass than the run. The Cardinals. Probably better against the run than the pass. You're right there. All right, whatever, whatever. Let's we'll, we'll talk about that another day. But you're are you starting Devontae Freeman this week?
2: Oh, you have to. Just because of the workload. But I I I can't look at him and say he's a number one fantasy running back.
3: No, nor should anybody consider him no, that's Top I think 20 in, guy. In in PPR, he is a much safer play than non PPR because of the receptions that he's had.
0: Okay. And how about Matt Ryan uh or Phillip Rivers?
2: you got to go with Rivers because the matchup against Miami, but they're both in line to be very good.
0: Okay. Matt Ryan or Daniel Jones?
2: Ryan. Right. Okay. And this will look silly, you know, similar to the Case Keenum-Carson Wentz comment. I would have started Ryan over both quarterbacks last night, Rodgers and Carson Wentz.
0: So how about Calvin Ridley? Um, who's a better flex, Calvin Ridley or Devontae Freeman?
3: Uh, I, I'd go with Ridley. I think Ridley has a higher ceiling. I would not be surprised, though, in PPR if Freeman's better, because if Ridley doesn't score, it's not like he's going to be a high-volume receiver. He's going to have maybe more yards, but the total yards for Freeman make him close to what Ridley does, and the reception total, I think, may be higher for Freeman. So I would still probably play Ridley in both, but in PPR it's closer.
2: I I think this is a big bounce-back game for Ridley. like the matchup a lot on the outside for both Falcons receivers and I think that's where they're gonna they're gonna go with the football. I think they're gonna ride Matt Ryan a little bit.
0: I mean, to be fair, Tennessee really did do well against Beckham. Seven for seventy-one. Jarvis Landry sixty-seven yards. Um, T.Y. Hilton had forty-three yards, but he had a touchdown. But then just like Chark lit them up. D.D. Westbrook should have had a huge game. He had three drops. He dropped a touchdown. Uh, so, I guess we'll see what I guess we'll learn yep. more. We'll learn more about the Titans' defense this week. Um, let's see what else we got. So. I think that Hooper, yeah. Hooper, like, where's Hooper compared to, like, Disley?
3: He's behind Disley. It's close, though. Like, I wouldn't drop Hooper to pick up Disley if he was a, that was a choice he had to make. I've got him back-to-back in PPR. Yeah, I like I like uh, Hooper slightly better in PPR, but they're close.
0: Who are you starting on the Titans?
3: Well, there's Derek Henry. Walker and Henry, that's it. And Delaney, if he plays, qualifies as a top-ten tight end. I think we're going to see, like, what we saw last year. Without Keanu Neal in there, that middle of the defense is not going to be as good.
2: Would you start? And I to- think
3: I think there is legitimacy to Adam Humphreys as a sleeper in PPR. Yeah, I'm just concerned that the numbers he got last week are misleading because they were chasing points. They, that's not the way they want to play.
2: No, it's not the way they want to play. But they were chasing points, and I think this could also be a game where the exact same thing happens. And th- I think that's a matchup they'll try and attack.
0: Right. Uh, I have trouble figuring out how this game's going to go because I I want I to say it's going like, to be low scoring. You think so?
3: I think it's going to be one sided. Yeah, I I think you know the Titans play most teams tough. That game last week was surprising because typically they push around the Jaguars. The fact that they've had 10 days to get ready for it, the Falcons tend to get a little bit pushed around at times, especially with their offensive lines not playing well, and I don't know if they're playing very well right now. So I could see Tennessee keeping those goals. Like, I think Tennessee covers the spread, and I think it's going to be a low-scoring game till the end. I think the Titans will go into the fourth quarter actually with a lead, and I think you'll see the Falcons come back and win the game at the end.
0: All right, interesting. And then, uh, yeah, so Delaney Walker is a start. Would you start Walker or Disley?
2: Disley.
3: Disley.
0: Walker or Witten?
3: Walker. Walker.
0: Walker or Waller?
3: Waller. Walker, non-PPR, Waller,
0: PPR. All right. And that's it for this game. Tennessee at Atlanta. Sit the DSTs if you can. Kansas City is at Detroit. And stat of the game, no team allows a higher yards per carry to running backs than the Chiefs. 6.2 yards per carry to running backs. Um, is this a, Is this a? Uh, if Kansas City were had been available for me, is this the bonanza? Is this a huge offensive game?
3: Could be. It could be. I mean, I think all the Lions are play. playing. Carry on Johnson now complaining about uh, fantasy owners bothering him.
0: <laughs> well, we're complaining about he's bothering us. No. So, yeah, but th- th- yeah. it's just so
3: like, don't don't complain to the player.
0: No, it's not no. like they're
3: not trying. It's right. The stupidest thing.
0: Come right. On, yeah. Come on. People. Like,
3: if you're frustrated, go go tweet to the world. Go Snapchat to the world. Don't don't tweet at the player. It's so stupid.
0: That's what people do, man. They're They're Internet tough guys. You know, I
2: think if you're going to do it, do it in a positive way. You know, thank you for helping me beat my buddy this week. Right. Don't complain about it for sure.
3: Um, it's like, is, he, like he said. He's like. He's like. What am I? Am I not trying?
0: <laughs> Would you rather have on Johnson or Lashawn McCoy this week? McCoy this
3: week. Lashawn this week.
0: This is. Here's a fun
2: fact. This is Patrick Mahomes' first game in a dome.
0: What? I don't. Ah. Sure.
2: I thought he played one last year. I thought he did too. I read it that this was his first dome game.
0: Cool. If, I, if I'm wrong, quarterback.
2: You know, let me know now. But i don't check. Yeah, please
0: do. Alright, let's so I'm sorry, I gotta pick it up here, guys. Um Yeah,
2: go ahead. We got only three minutes.
0: McCoy and and uh Carry on Johnson are starts. Are they who are they better than Derrick Henry?
3: No. Uh McCoy isn't PPR. Okay. All right. It's I I think it's gonna be close between those two in PPR.
0: I mean, like I, I on Johnson, he got how many carries last week? Like eighteen? they got sixteen. And against a team that's giving him six point two yards per carry, and he faced got twenty carries last week. He did? Yes, he had twenty. Oh for yes, 36. he had sixteen in week one. He had twenty last week, and he's yep. faced tough competition so far. So, uh, but he... you're
3: starting Carry On Johnson. Yeah, yeah. It, you no, know, I'm you, saying you could say I'm... maybe McCoy over him. I haven't ranked that way. I'm making a DFS
0: um, case Eckert for him. over him. I'm making a DFS case for him. That's all I was going to say. Like, it's
3: a good DFS case.
2: He's got a sure. lot
0: of upside, but I understand. Being just, I'd,
2: I'd like him to have a run longer than eleven yards.
0: That would be nice. That would be nice. Stafford or Daniel Jones?
3: Jones. Um, I've gone back and forth on both these guys. The numbers for the Chiefs in their last 10 games on the road, the opposing quarterbacks, you know what they're averaging Adam? Uh, no. 328 passing yards per game. 25 touchdowns in those 10 games, six interceptions. There's only been two guys that have gone, have not had multiple touchdowns against the Chiefs when they've been on the road. Can you name the two?
0: Derek Carr Last week, week two, and no, I cannot name the other one. Case Keenum.
3: Case Keenum, last year, I believe it was also early in the season. It
0: was. Uh, Yeah, in eight road games last year, the Chiefs allowed 21 or more fantasy points seven times, 29 or more fantasy points five times, 42 or more fantasy points twice. They are good at home. They are awful on the road. So um, I thought Stafford would be better last week. I guess that's why I'm... He should have been. He should have had four touchdowns last week. Yeah, this is going to be. I'm just going to
3: moan about that for this
0: <laughs> Big, big
3: high. game for Galladay and Jones. Galladay better than Jones. Uh, Hawkinson's in play. Amendola's in play if you're stuck. We should have mentioned him as a sleeper, too. Um,
0: Rank the wide receivers in this game.
3: Uh, Galladay in the game yep. or the Lions? In the game. Oh. Um, it's Watkins. No. Galladay, Watkins. Robinson, Hardman, Jones, Amendola.
2: Yeah, I have Watkins, Robinson, Galladay, Hardman, Jones, and they're all top 30. Love this week. I think he goes nuts. He just hasn't been as efficient as Marvin Jones has. I think both receivers could go nuts. I, I, I can't call it which one's going to be better than the other because Marvin Jones has more catches and more yards on fewer targets. Galladay's
3: caught half of his targets.
0: Yeah, hopefully this is a get right game for Kenny Galladay. I'm definitely starting him. And
3: uh, I, when you w- say get right game, he was awesome two weeks ago.
0: Yeah, but he's been well. He's he's scored okay he scored game, a touchdown. He scored a touchdown in the first game. game in in the first absolute dud. Yeah.
3: I don't know. If this is qualifies as a get right game when he was
0: one okay. He had football. one great game in three games for a guy that I was hoping was going to be a huge breakout. Oh, okay. fine. I'm not going to split. Whatever. We're splitting hairs. Yeah. Um. What was I going to say? Sammy Watkins has been. Such a disappointment because everybody sat him in week one, and everybody started him in weeks two and three, and he really did not come through. And I'm going right back to him in all my FanDuel lineups. Me too. He is due. Me too. <laughs> so come on, make it happen, Sammy Watkins. Uh, and start Travis Kelsey and sit the DSTs. Oh, ha- Hawkinson or uh, Delaney Walker.
2: Walker, Walker. I think Hawkinson has just come down to a touchdown or bust tight end. He's he's he's. Uh... I said I was done. I'm done.
0: Hawkinson, last thing. Hawkinson or Vernon Davis? Hawkinson.
3: I think I have Davis ranked higher. This is a, I mean, look at the the Chiefs' tight end so far. The last two games against them.
0: Yeah, uh, was not so bad. Waller, 6 for 63. And, and then Mark Andrews. All, Andrews had 3 for 15. And Boyle. Had five, four for 58, Hurst had two for 14. That's three guys. You're right, but I
2: don't know if Hawkinson's getting those types of targets. He's not going to get well, 15 would...
0: targets. Well, okay. Uh, Tampa Bay at the Rams. Homecoming for Ronald Jones. Stat of the game. You know this one. Tampa Bay allowing the fewest fantasy points to running backs. Would you start Carrion Johnson or Todd Gurley?
2: Gurley. Th- you could make the case for Carryon though. It's really close. Man, if Carrion had just shown something... Mm-hmm. At least once this year, I'd feel a little bit better. I'm going to say girly for now. I'm going to look into carry on.
0: Tampa Bay, by the way, first of six weeks away from Raymond James Stadium. Unbelievable what they're about to go through in terms of travel. Yep. So, uh, I, you know, a fairly easy game because I. how many bucks can you be confident in this week?
3: What's lower than one?
0: <laughs> well, who's the one? Evans?
2: I, I'm not that confident in Evans.
3: It's a tough matchup, tough situation. You know, I mean, everybody's going to start Evans, and most likely they should, just because you saw what the upside is last week. When things go right, he's just going to need one big play. But they've done such a good job so far in limiting Michael Thomas and limiting, limiting Odell Beckham. You know, like what DJ Moore did in week one against the Rams is, is probably somewhat impressive, given that Cam is not 100%.
0: 7 for 76 on 10 right. targets. You know,
3: so I, I, I think, you know, Evans is, uh, is a top 30 receiver. He's, you know, you, you, you have to feel comfortable starting any – combination of guys like the the secondary chiefs guys of hardman and robinson which you can make a strong case for because they've been more productive over the course of the three. i know you'd
0: make i can make a strong case for that but if i really sat there and looked at my lineup and i had evans and then i had McCole hardman or or demarcus that's what i'm saying he's going to be started i I don't know that i could do it i'm asking would you who would you start in that situation
3: i still like evans better just because there's a higher ceiling for him if things go right
0: Okay. Dave, how about you? You've got the Chiefs guys and you've not Watkins. You've got the Chiefs I've guys. I've got him in and, between and the
3: Chiefs
2: guys. I've got Robinson ahead of him and I've got Hardman behind him.
0: Uh, it's tough. Well you know it's a tough matchup, but you know he's Like Mike PPR, Evans. I think
3: it's an easy choice to go with Evans over those guys because he should catch the ball.
0: Okay. And Godwin, if he plays.
3: I like his situation a little bit better than I do for Evans.
0: So would you are you ranking him ahead of Evans?
3: Yes. I don't have it ranked that
2: way for now.
0: OJ Howard starter sit.
2: <sighs> he's sit. a
3: default starter at tight end, unless you've got Waller or Disley. I'd you... play, i play Vernon Davis and Jason Witten over him PPR. I, 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 I I'd play
2: Jack Doyle over him. I'm not going to get into why OJ Howard's performing like he's performing.
3: I'll tell everybody that
2: they can find it in the start sit sleepers bus story that I do each week. But I watched, I watched every snap he played, um, Last week, and there's some things that are going on beyond him that's keeping him from being what we thought he would be.
0: Okay, Jared Goff is the start of the week. He's fifth for Jamie. He's fifth for Heath. He's ninth for Dave. We like Jared Goff. He's got to get it going this week. He will. <laughs> he, he will. Todd Gurley is top 14 he in non-PPR and top 16 in PPR. And then, yeah, what do you think? Are, are you starting the Rams, wide receivers? All
3: three. All three. All how, three over Evans. How do you rank them? Cup, Cooks, Woods. Consensus.
0: And uh, Gerald Everett is a dart throw, but the Bucks Bucks allow the third most fantasy points. Yeah, I might go Higby over
3: Everett because they will
0: play more. Okay. Uh, Rams DST is second, fifth, and sixth for Jamie, Dave, and Heath.
2: Everett is the dart throw where you wear a blindfold and you have somebody spin you around like 10 times and then you have to throw the dart.
0: (laughs) Washington's at the Giants here. Stat of the game. Here are the teams that allow the three highest passer ratings to quarterbacks. The Dolphins, the Giants, and the Redskins. So which quarterback do you like better in this game? Jones. Jones. That's close. I mean, he's just like so good. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Oh, boy. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I'm starting with the Redskins here. Case Keenum is a top-14 quarterback. Uh, the Giants allow the fourth-most fantasy points to quarterbacks. They are truly awful, and they have no pass rush. And um, the Redskins running backs, what do you see here for Peterson and Thompson?
3: I mean, Peterson's a touchdown or bust, and Thompson, I think, it will continue to be a very good PPR option because mm-hmm. he should be five-plus catches. He should have the chance for probably 70 total yards, and I don't trust this Giants defense at all.
0: It might be hard to judge Peterson because he has faced the Cowboys and the and the Bears. And uh, but you know, what do
3: we know about him over the last two three two two to three seasons?
0: I know that he started it's better strong. When he has fresh legs. Y- yeah, he started strong last year. He played the Giants He had like a hundred coming off a short week
3: and on the road. But he only
0: short, had like he had twelve 10, carries. Yeah, yeah twelve no, man, carries. Chicago. Not that short of a week. It's not that long I, I of a trip. I <laughs> think
2: there is potential for Adrian Peterson. I just don't know if I've got the.
3: He's got to score. To start him,
2: it, right? Like if he
3: doesn't score, you're going to be screwed. If he scores, you'll be fine. He'll you, have the Aaron Jones game without the catches. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. right. You he can't rule out the possibility of him
2: having 70 yards and a touchdown. You no. can't. The Giants' defense just isn't good enough to hold him back that much.
0: Well, would you start Peterson over a Bucks running back?
3: No. Yes. I like Ronald Jones better.
0: Okay. And Thompson in PPR is good. Would you start Thompson or Carry On Johnson in PPR?
3: Carry On, Um, Carry On.
0: And and Terry McLaurin, we love, and Richardson is a sleeper. So I, you know, slight tangent here. I feel like Terry McLaurin might be my favorite sell high candidate in in this in this game of fantasy football. Sell high? Yeah, because people people love him. Like I think you can get something really, really good for him.
3: Sure, I, I think mean it, obviously that's that's a great situation if you could do it, but you know, I, I mean he's gonna be good. I, oh, he is. Yeah, I like. He's him. been way better than I thought he would be.
0: But he's not gonna have one of the best rookie wide receiver seasons ever. So, like, he's not well, AJ. But he might be the best, best rookie
2: wide receiver that. this year.
0: But I'm saying, like, I was well, I was talking trade with somebody yesterday, and um, you yeah, know, I'm trying to get. Chris Carson and Rashad, Rashad Penny, whatever, and, and I was came close to a deal, and he's like throwing Terry McLaurin, and just because you know people who have McLovin, they may have good wide receivers. They might he might be a little expendable for them because he wasn't drafted. So uh, you know I just think that he's so high in the minds of people, and he should be. He's deserved it, but I do feel like you can use him to get like a great player at a buy low. Not one for yeah, one, maybe.
3: if you can do that, then that's that's a great move to make for somebody that was probably picked up off waivers.
0: Yeah, right. That's, that's my point. But I do like him, no question. I'm. I'm we're all high on him. Uh, as far as the Giants go, who are some quarterbacks you'd start Daniel Jones over?
2: Brady. I would start him over Stafford. I would have started him over Wentz. I would start him over Kyler, Jameis, Josh
0: Allen, Kirk Cousins.
3: Yeah, uh, I agree with all those guys, and I'd start him over Brady. I think there's a higher ceiling for Jones this week.
0: Would you rather have, and just hear me out on this, would you rather have Daniel Jones or, or Patrick Mahomes the rest of the season? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Wade oh, Gallman, How do you feel about Wade Gallman? What do you expect?
3: Uh, I expect 70 total yards and a chance to score.
2: I can get on board with, I, I guess I can get on board with all of that.
3: A chance to score.
0: So how would you rank the running backs in this game in PPR?
3: Gallman, Thompson, wait 50 spots, Peterson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough.
2: Uh, Thompson, Gallman, back-to-back, wait less than 50 spots, Adrian Peterson.
0: I thought we only had one game left after this. We actually have two games left. My bad. Sterling Shepard, is is he top 20 this week? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. And Evan Ingram is a must-start. I think it
3: should be fun to see who's better between Shepard and McLaren.
0: I, this is going to be a fun game. It really has a lot of potential here for fantasy purposes. Sit the DST. Seattle at Arizona. All three quarterbacks to face the Cardinals have scored 32 to 34 fantasy points and six per passing touchdown leagues. So, yeah, we love Russell Wilson this week. Are you shying away at all from Chris? I know you're not shying away from Chris Carson. You like Chris Carson. A lot. Uh, if Rashad Penny plays... Who right I didn't hear? Uh, Carson. Yep. If Rashad Penny plays, you know, would you drop Carson outside like the top 20.
3: no
2: he's kind of close to that spot already for me just because I'm worried about what happens if he fumbles how much of a commitment is Pete Carroll really gonna make so I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no I don't think I would move him behind guys like uh, James White and Royce Freeman
0: uh how about DK Metcalf here DK Metcalf or like the Chiefs secondary guys?
3: The Chiefs secondary guys, but I would play Metcalf over Allen Robinson in non-PPR, over John Brown in any format, over... Would you, I think would any, you like, play him over Josh Gordon? i still play Gordon. They're, the, they're like the same type of guy. They're not going to be high-volume catch guys. You're going to need a touchdown, but Metcalf probably has a safer spot. I just feel more comfortable with Gordon.
0: And Will Disley is a stud this week. He's top six for Dave and Jamie, seven, top seven in PPR. A little bit lower for Heath. He's 10th for Heath. Uh, As I mentioned, the Cardinals are allowing more points to to tight ends than 18 teams are allowing to quarterbacks, which is amazing.
3: I love that stat.
0: Starter sit Kyler Murray.
3: I I would would try and sit him. Yeah, I, I mean, the fact that he did as much as he did running the ball last week, got you multiple touchdowns, and only finished with 20 fantasy points because he was sacked eight times and he's been sacked 16 times through three weeks, is troubling. Now, he's facing a defense that has really been suspect in getting to the quarterback. This is like the get-right game for their defense.
0: I got to tell you, I I couldn't believe this. Just the stats for Arizona. They They are 26th in total yards, and they're 29th in yards per play. And they run the fourth most plays from scrimmage. That's bad. I didn't realize they were twenty twenty ninth in yards per play. That's that's disappointing. They're not
2: very vertical, and I think that speaks to how bad the offensive line is.
0: How do you feel not about giving Tyler uh, time to throw? I know everybody's going to start David Johnson. How do you feel about Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk?
2: Got to Fitzgerald start with Larry. A must start. Larry's been just so good. Kirk and PPR is a pretty close to a must start as well.
0: DK Metcalf and the Cardinals wide receivers. How would you rank them?
3: Uh, he's behind them. Yep, he's ahead of Andy Isabella, though.
0: You'd rather have Kirk than Metcalf this week.
3: Yes, in PPR for sure.
0: Interesting. Okay, and then finally, uh, Wayne Gallman or Christian Kirk.
2: I'll take Gallman. I'll take Kirk in PPR. Yeah, Gallman and not
3: PPR.
0: Gallman or Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald.
3: Um, Fitzgerald in PPR. Gallman and none.
0: Dallas is at New Orleans. I'm going to make this pretty easy here. Is there anyone in this game that would ordinarily be started that is not a starter, or vice versa, would ordinarily not be started that is a starter this week?
2: That's a great way to put it. I don't think. I don't think so. I, we don't count Jared Cook as a guy that we'd normally start, right?
0: Correct. Uh, not anymore.
2: I mean, his, his his start percentage was still in the 40s this week. It should be in the fours.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, He's done nothing. I, right. I, I, Is there any scenario in which you're getting away from Michael Thomas? No, I don't think so. Okay. Dallas has not been tested yet, but so far, Trey Quinn, Cody Latimer, Sterling Shepard all had seven or eight targets. They ended up with 36, 42, and 74 yards with no touchdowns. Preston Williams had 12 targets and only 68 yards. So far, Dallas has been locked down against wide receivers except except McLovin, who's the best ever. Uh, He had 5 for 62 in a touchdown. And Richardson had 16 yards in a touchdown. Dallas DST is top 10. 10th, 10th for Jamie and Dave, 7th for Heath. And uh, just remember, Dallas's DST did not do very well against the Giants and Redskins. Um, All right, cool. Have, have fun, everybody. Good luck.
3: What about uh, radio this weekend?
0: Radio is Who's on that with me, Jamie?
3: Uh, I believe it is me. And I will say hello to you then, but gotta go bye to you now.
0: <laughs> Goodbye, Jamie. Goodbye, headset. Goodbye, Dave.
2: Na- oh, na na na
0: na na na